Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into SST on Apple Podcasts, Apps, Spotify, and on YouTube. Here we are today to talk about a game that hurt my feelings, probably hurt a lot of your feelings, and should never have happened. In fact, it's never happened before. If you hadn't seen the stat yet, don't worry, I will get to it. I will get to it. There's a stat that will hurt your feelings even more if you're not aware of what took place on Tuesday night in the New York Knicks game in Dallas against the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, 60 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, the first of its kind in NBA history. Unfortunately, that was not the only completely abnormal, incredible occurrence that took place in Dallas on Tuesday. But that's the plan. Just me, just talking Knicks, quick podcast. Obviously, it's a weird week. People are off from work and whatnot. I was working at WFAM overnight. Leading into this, I have now been up for a a lot of hours. I got home from my midnight to 6 a.m. shift, and here I am recording at 7.30 right now because I needed to get some things off my chest. Needed to talk to you guys. Didn't want to miss on our weekly uh, midweek, early week episode here. Obviously, we're going to talk NFL picks later in the week with Pat Boyle and Mark Lugan as we have all year long. I am now at five straight winning weeks, looking to keep that thing going into the end of the regular season and beyond looking for six straight winning weeks going into week 17. But right now we're here to talk about the New York Knicks. But before we get to that, I do got to tell you guys something. The NBA season is heating up and there are so many unknowns. I mean, have you looked at the Western conference standings? Uh, The one seed and the seven seed are separated by one or two games. It's insane what's happening in the NBA right now, but there's still plenty of opportunities to get some future action in through DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, the MVP race is starting to be talked about a little bit. If you listen to any of these podcasts, you heard me talk about Jason Tatum going from over plus 1,000. Now he's up to plus 250, or I should say down to plus 250. So maybe he's not the guy to get the value anymore. But guess who still has some good odds? Who's absolutely crushing the NBA right now? You don't want to hear it. It's Nikola Jokic, officially up to the fourth highest odds here in this regular season, Nikola Jokic plus 600 to get a three-peat of the MVP award. And I know what you guys are all saying. He can't win three in a row. How could he possibly win three in a row? Joel Embiid's going to cry. It's Jason Tatum. It's Luka Doncic. It's Giannis. No. Nikola Jokic is right there again, and he is absolutely crushing it. Breaking records getting his name said with Will Chamberlain more than he possibly should. The passing, the shooting, the defense is better. It's incredible to watch this man, Nikola Jokic, play. And guess what? The Nuggets are the one seed in the Western Conference. And if they continue to be the one seed, that plus 600 is only going to go down. So you might as well throw a shekel on it now. And where else would you do it? But DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. That's for new customers, but this one, this one's for everyone. 
Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, which combines multiple bets to increase your odds, like which team will win, who's going to get 10 rebounds, who's going to score 20 points, all that fun stuff. Even if you don't like a side, you can still get some action by betting on some player props and some game totals, etc. And the more legs you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your chances to win. Download the DraftKings app now and sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if the stat that is just so crazy has not crossed your, your airwaves yet or your Twitter or whatever it may be, I'm holding on just one more second because if you don't know what happened, let me just give you the quickest recap. The quickest of quickest recaps. The quickly, Emmanuel quickly recap. Basically, what transpired on Tuesday, Knicks at Mavericks included one of those games where the Knicks gave so much hope where the Knicks conquered adversity or seemingly they conquered it up until a certain point of the fourth quarter. But you had incredible performances from Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly and Julius Randle and Miles McBride. And it was awesome. And Mitchell Robinson. And it was awesome until it wasn't. Until Luka Doncic, who was on a great pace all game long, doing so much by himself, took it up to a new level, got some help from his friends, via Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie and basically turned in a performance of the ages. I already mentioned the stat line, 60, 21, and 10. This ain't even one of those stats that it's only been done by Wilt Chamberlain. It ain't even one of those. It's one of those special stat lines that if you just see the box score tonight, you're going to say, damn, the Knicks played overtime while Luka Doncic did that? Wow, that must be a pretty good loss. That must be a decent feeling even though you know it's a loss and it's overtime and it's a crusher that's what you would look at if you just saw the box score but if you watch the game you're right there with me feeling some of that angst some of that pain and having some of those question marks that we've had about the New York Knicks the Knicks were up big 10 points into the fourth quarter Grimes looking like a stud quickly doing his thing assisting I was in a double digit assist into the fourth quarter Randall looked good. Mitchell Robinson was a savage on the glass. R.J. Barrett went down with injury within the first couple minutes of the game where he basically lacerated his own finger when he was going for a loose ball after Luka kind of poked it away. He basically stabbed himself in the hand with his other hand and had to leave the game and did not return. Jalen Brunson was already out. So with all those factors being together, we're talking about a lot of positives. Your starting point guard out. You're starting two slash three, whatever you want to call them, out, R.J. Barrett. Not a game they're supposed to win, per se. But then you get one of those efforts that everything's going right. You're hitting big shots. You're playing meaningful basketball. You're playing team-oriented basketball with all your stars or all your role players who are out there actually pulling in the right direction and, and getting it done. And yes, Luka was getting his the entire game, but that seemed to be A-OK. Because it didn't really get scary until some of the other guys started hitting shots, started making things happen. Dinwiddie, Christian Wood come to mind. So then in the fourth quarter, this is that crazy stat I've been alluding to to this point, if you haven't heard it. Tim McMahon of ESPN had this on his Twitter shortly after the game. In the last 20 years, 
20 seasons of NBA basketball, teams were 0 and 13,844. Yes, 0 and 13,844 when trailing by nine points or more with 35 seconds or less on the clock. Well, guess what, folks? That number is now 1 and 13,844. And unfortunately, the Knicks are on the wrong side of that historic feat. And they're on the wrong side of that Luka Doncic historic performance. Now, a lot of people are on Twitter. They're freaking out. A lot of people are calling the fan. Trust me, I heard you all last night because I was picking up your calls and putting you on hold to talk to the host. People were upset. Not everybody. Everybody was, let me me, me clarify that. Everybody was upset. It was a brutal loss. It was a crushing loss. And it hurt. After all that hope and all that inspiration that you saw on the court for three and a half quarters, it hurt for everyone. But some fans, as they do, take it a bit too far. And I want to provide to you guys as best as I can, as I always try to do, the most rational way to look at this thing. Because it's not going to do yourself any favors. It's not going to do your franchise any favors to make rash decisions and to assume that major changes have to be done because of one game. And I know what you're going to say. It's not just one game. It's a multitude of games. Did you see it on on Christmas Day against the Philadelphia 76ers? Did you see this one last week? Did you see this one before the win streak? Yes, I've seen this all. And I've been trying to tell you guys all along, this team may not be what you think it is if you are getting this upset about individual games. Because this team is good. It's probably a little bit better than I expected it to be because I was expecting a play-in or bust scenario where the playoffs, the top six, seem to be out of hand, seem to be out of reach. But now they're playing a little bit different. The Quentin Grimes addition after the injury has been enormous. Mitchell Robinson being back, back healthy has been enormous. To me, Jalen Brunson has been everything as advertised, and if you don't think he's been, you either had the wrong idea of him beforehand or you just have way too high expectations for a point guard here in this league right now. Because he's doing what he has to do, and and frankly, if he's in that game against Dallas, there might be a very different outcome. Very different because the Knicks' offense got stagnant at the end, as it has over and over and over again, which leads us to that point where this team falls short. Now you argue, yes, of course, Jalen Brunson being there, I just said it, would have helped. R.J. Barrett being there would have helped close out this game against Luka Doncic with all his magic. 100%. So they're they're a better team than they were in that fourth quarter on Tuesday night. That doesn't mean that Coach Tibbs needs to be fired because guess what? Guess what? And I need to call you guys out on this. It's not fair to yourselves, to your friends, to other fans, to the franchise. In the middle of that win streak, at the end of that win streak, people were out here praising Tom Thibodeau up the wazoo. Oh, he shortened down the rotation perfectly. He finally got rid of Reddish and Fournier's ugly minutes. Rose doesn't really play much anymore unless we need him. That's a good thing. Oh, Quentin Grimes is unlocked. Miles McBride is unlocked. Mitchell Robinson is back. Julius Randle's playing inspired basketball. Oh, Tibbs is pulling the right strings. He shrunk down the lineup perfectly. 
These are, these are things that everybody was saying just one week ago. One week ago. So now, because you lose on Christmas Day to the Philadelphia Sixers, who are undoubtedly a better team than the New York Knicks, in my opinion, and if you want to argue that, go ahead and argue that. It's not true. The Knicks are not better than the Sixers. They do not have the top-end talent. They do not have the second-best player. They might not have the third-best player, though Randall and Barrett or Brunson, one of them would is better than Maxie right now, I would say, pretty confidently. But Harden and Embiid, come on. It ain't happening. It ain't true, right? You lose to the Raptors. The Knicks were due for a loss. Pascal Siakam put up over 50. It is what it is. You beat the Bulls twice on the win streak, and then you lose a heartbreaker to them, 118-117. Okay? It's not the end of the world. The Sixers game, again, the Sixers are a better team. The Knicks played well. They couldn't close. It happens. And then this was a historic performance on two senses of the term. Luka's 60-21-10 triple-double as well as the nine-point comeback within 35 seconds, which, again, hasn't happened in 20 seasons, 13,844 chances. A freak incident. So just for that, just for that one one stretch of four games after you were singing his praises, Tom Thibodeau needs to be fired? That's not how it works. That's not how you make yourself a better franchise. Now, if you're on team fire Tibbs all year long since before the season, you can have that and you can keep tweeting and you can keep calling into radio stations and crying your little head off about Tibbs needs to be fired. That's fine. I'm not talking you off the ledge. I'm not changing your mind. And, and to that person, I say, that's okay. That's your opinion. You don't like coach Thibodeau. I don't love him. I don't love him, but the grass is not always greener and you can't have it both ways. Because just one week ago, I remember being on this podcast with Pat Boyle. We're talking about the New York Knicks and all the positives and all the rotation things that seemed to get worked out and looked great at the moment. And after four losses, three of which being basically all four of which were heartbreakers, Raptors with Pascal going off, kind of kind of taking that game at the end there. The Bulls game was a one-point game. They had the Sixers by the throat, and the Sixers came back, and the Knicks couldn't close. Same thing with the Mavericks. And now blow it up. Now trade the guys that, that are on the bench because this team's not good enough. The team was never good enough. The coach was just lauded uh, successful for the changes he made. You don't get to change your mind and now say he needs to be fired one week later. This game was a positive in so many ways. This game brought to you so many questions that you've had about specific players or so many hopes that you had about specific players and highlighted why those things can come true. Quentin Grimes looked like a real dude out there on Tuesday night. Not just hitting open threes, not just playing hard defense. We expect that from him at this point. And it's, it's crazy that that's true, but we expect that from him at this point. But he was driving to the rim hard, getting above the rim, working to finish through contact making slick passes off the drive. I mean, this guy was doing everything offensively for the New York Knicks. I had a moment in time overnight working from midnight to 6 a.m. over at the fan where I'm talking about this and I'm listening to Knicks talk for a while now. And I'm like, you know, we keep talking about who's the guy for the Knicks. They need a 1A. They need a superstar. 
Does that person exist on our team? Probably not. Can Jalen Brunson do it occasionally? Yes, not enough. Can RJ do it occasionally? Yes, not enough. Randall, same thing. I think Quentin Grimes has a chance to be in that category before long. I think Quentin Grimes is not just going to be a 3 and D guy. I, I really believe that I'm seeing on a weekly basis a number of improvements from a guy who we all looked at and said 3 and D, perfect wing, Everybody on the, uh, uh, every team in the NBA would want this man on their roster. Those things are still true. But I don't want to sell this man short because I think that he has another gear. I think he has more scoring chops than we even realized. His ability to put the ball on the floor has thrown has blown me away this year, and especially of the past two weeks or so. I mean, if you look at the stats for the New York Knicks over the last 10 games, which includes the four-game losing streak as well as just over half of the eight-game winning streak, you got Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, 27, 23 points per game. Jalen Brunson, 19. Quentin Grimes, 15 points per game. Quickly, 12. Robinson, 9. All those players are playing great. Miles McBride also deserves some love. He's been playing well. And not only that, Quickly's shot is coming back to life. He's got up to over 35% in the last 10 games, getting his season average up there. Grimes, Brunson, Barrett, all over 40% from three. There's so many positives to pull out of what's gone on over the last 10 games, including the four losses in a row and none other than the game on Tuesday night that was a devastating and historic loss. Devastating and historic losses come around. They happen to the best of them. And that one was one of the worst ones you could see. And if you're like me and you watch that entire game feeling great about it, and then just to get that stripped away from you, I know how that feels because I was right there with you. And just to add icing on the cake, I had the Knicks plus five on an odds boost on DraftKings Sportsbook that felt like a lock that I was counting my $66 or whatever the heck I was going to make on that bet. And it was a push, plus five. Can you imagine being up from the first quarter, going into the fourth quarter up 10, being up by nine with 35 seconds left and not covering plus five? I mean, sheesh, that's terrible, man. And I mean, I don't even care about my bet. It's just insult to injury, really. So I feel your pain. I know that that sucked for all of us who sat through that. I know it was a terrible thing to wake up to if you didn't get to watch the game live the night before. But if you're a doomsday scenario type of guy after that game, I get it, but I don't want to hear it. Because what are you trying to prove? That Tibbs is bad? That Tibbs is going to ruin this team? No. This team is not that good. They're good. They're better than I thought. They're better than a lot of people thought. They're not that team. They're not. They don't have a ceiling, I should say, that constitutes them to be looked at as better than where they are right now. Now, should they be an above 500 team? Yes. Should they have won two of the last four games? Most likely, yes. At least one of them. I'd say two, maybe three of them. They're 18 and 17 right now. They are clearly not as good as the five teams that sit ahead of them. 
And if you don't know who they are, it's the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets, who are the hottest team in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are super solid and been awesome this year, the Philadelphia 76ers, who are also winning eight out of 10 of their last 10 games with Harden getting back healthy and playing well. The Knicks are not on the same level as any of those five teams. And if you think that they are, that's something that you have to work on yourself because you're playing yourself and you're putting yourself in the situation to be exuberantly disappointed when things like this happen. Should they happen? No. Am I disappointed that they happened? Absolutely. But I'm not going to come out here and say that all the positives that we all talked about over the past two weeks are all meaningless now. They meant nothing. This team needs to go back to the drawing board. Bring back Evan Fournier to the lineup. We need to have a couple more shooters. No. Tibbs has done a good job. Now, did he did he coach that game perfectly? No. He should have put in some fresh legs. I always question why coaches aren't mixing in one of their sixth or seventh guys on the roster who play all the time, who occasionally play crunch time. Why are they not getting inserted into the game in the late fourth quarters and, God forbid, overtime someone made a damn substitution? The team was fried. They had no legs. They had no movement on offense. Their only offense was hopefully Mitchell Robinson getting an offensive rebound who's been an absolute stud. I cannot get enough of Mitchell Robinson. I mean, it was Grimes and Randall and quickly just trying, trying, trying to get a decent look, and it was not working, right? So that falls on Tibbs. I'm not saying he's blameless. I'm just saying, what is your option? What is your plan B for a team that just went on an eight-game win streak that is another two- or three-game win streak from being three or four games above 500 again who look like they truly can be the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference? You're going to fire Tom Thibodeau? And, 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 and what? Not everyone's as lucky as getting a Jacques Vaughn who seemingly got this Brooklyn Nets ship in the right direction. It's not typically how it works. You might get a boost for a little while. Guess what? Even in Atlanta with Nate McMillan, when he took over for Lloyd Pierce, they had their boost. It's gone. It's over. He's not the answer. Things worked out really well in that moment. Guess what? They got lucky to make it to where they even made it. And now Nate McMillan's probably going to be out as coach. He's not going to be the coach after this year if he makes it through this year. If he gets to the dang all-star break, right? He was an interim. Jock Vaughn's an interim. Jock Vaughn might not be the coach for more than another year and a half. Who knows? A lot of things happen. So you want the Knicks and Leon Rose? Say, Tibbs, all right, thanks for uh, getting us on track and getting Fournier and Cam Reddish out of the lineup, you know, ruining their trade value, uh, but getting a nice win streak and then losing like four games a year. You're good now. Thank you. You're done. Bye, Tibbs. No way. You need to lose that mindset because there's too many positive things happening on this team, on this roster to just say, ruin it, get rid of the coach, restart. We need a boost because the new coach, that's going to lift us up. That's going to get us to where we need to go. Where we need to go right now is right where we are. This is at best the sixth best team in the Eastern Conference based off the talent they have on the roster, based off of the coach or whoever the coach is, because they're not as good as the other teams. And that's okay. There's too many good things happening on the roster to get too worked up in where they're going in the immediate future or where, they, where, where they're supposed to be in your mind and who's supposed to be their coach. 
and how exactly the rotations are going to change on a game in game out basis. You got to get it out of your mindset because it's not getting you anywhere. It's not getting this team anywhere because this team at best is the sixth best team in the Eastern conference. Man, that was a tough game, man. I'll tell you, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> it did. It did. I watched the, I watched the entire game. I caught the first quarter while I was walking my dog with it in my headphones. And then second, third, fourth quarter overtime, I sat there. I was texting our buddy Alec Argento, and he texted me with about four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter and said, yo, we're losing this game. I'm telling you. And I was like, dude, come on. We're good. We're good. Nope, not good. Luka Doncic went off. The the throw off the off the rim on the free throw with the putback. I mean, brutal. There were a number of calls that did not go the Knicks way. Brutal. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue the specifics, but this thing's about more than the specifics of one game. And what you saw on Tuesday night, and most especially from, I'm going to say the the big three, and I'm using that term very loosely here because I don't mean the big three, but from the big three on Tuesday of Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, and Mitchell Robinson, those dudes, is are, they're going to make this team a six seed. Brunson, RJ, Randall, are going to do a lot of the heavy lifting. But this team actually competes with better teams than themselves with those other three guys playing really good basketball. And I'm seeing that from them. And even if you want to throw in Miles McBride or Hartenstein or Sims, who all bring valuable minutes to this team on a night-in, night-out basis, there's too many good things happening here to have the mindset of fire the coach, trade this, trade that. We're going to get Levine. We're going to become a five seed. We're going to become a four seed. Nope. Not as good. The Knicks are not as good as those other teams. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm thrilled with Quentin Grimes. I'm thrilled with Mitchell Robinson right now. I'm very happy with Emmanuel quickly and how he's bounced back after a slower start. I'd like to see Obi Toppin back in this rotation. Jericho Sims looks like a useful piece. Miles McBride looks like a useful piece. These are all positives, people. Let's not work ourselves up too much after one loss, albeit one of the worst losses, if not the worst loss, in the last 20 years of the NBA. So that's all I got. Please tell me what you thought. Tell me if you think I'm being either too easy on the team, too rational, because I, I think I'm that guy sometimes. I'm too rational for you as a fan. Some fans don't like rationality, but you need to hear it. Otherwise, you're going to drive yourself crazy. So hit me up on Twitter, at Pete Kennedy, two Ys on the end, or at Subway Sports Talk on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything. I need to hear it. I want to hear from you fans. I want to know if I'm not alone in not freaking out and wanting to die after that game. I was devastated. It crushed me. I lost money as well. Actually, I pushed plus five, whatever. It, it, it was a brutal loss on Tuesday. But I'll say it one last time. Too many positive things happening with this Knicks roster to get too worked up in all this other stuff because they're a six seed at best. And right now with the way they're going, I think they can get that spot and be a playoff team, not a play-in team. Subway Sports Talk, I'm Pete Kennedy. Thank you for listening. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, have Spotify, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube as well so you know when we drop the new videos. You can listen there. You can listen anywhere you get your podcast. 
and we appreciate you so, so much for doing so. Tuning in every week. We got NFL picks week 17 with Pat Boyle, Mark Shenlugan, and myself. I go for six straight winning weeks. Can't wait for that. Another week of football. We'll be back next week. Talk more football, talk more basketball. And if anything happens crazy with the MLB, the Mets, the Yankees, et cetera, we'll obviously be back to talk about some of that stuff as well. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon. NFL picks. Happy New Year. We'll talk. I won't have to say Happy New Year yet because we got another time to talk before the new year hits. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Cheers.